everyone and welcome back to the Mind Yourself podcast in association with Motus. I'm your host Christy and I'm joined today by a new but familiar guest. Anya Byrne has been with us from the very start and is our fitness consultant. As well as being an athlete with several county medals in football and camogie, she also has a degree in exercise science and is a personal trainer with our collaborators Blue Zone Fitness. It would have been a sin if we didn't have her on to discuss our team of sports psychology. And so I just want to welcome to the podcast, Anya Byrne. How are you today? I'm great, Chris. How are you? Good. Uh, So I wanted to start this by asking you, uh, you have a clear interest in exercise and you have a clear interest in what we do with mental health. And so I just want to ask you, is there becoming more of an overlap between exercise now, personal training and mental health? Definitely. I think people have realized it kind of started before lockdown, I would have said, and before the last uh, crazy two years, but definitely during the lockdown, um, people are just getting out and being more active. Um, they'd say it themselves, like, you know, I felt so much better in my head. My head just felt empty. I was able to just focus on that one thing, what I was doing. And exercise just makes you feel great. Like you get all this massive big rush of endorphins and um, you could just be doing anything. Like you can be walking, swimming, cycling. It can be a weight class and you just feel amazing after it. So yeah, there's definitely um, a correlation between exercise and your mental health. Do you have people coming to you now when they first start um, in the gym? Do you have people coming solely for mental health purposes? Do you ever get that? or? Yeah, there's one of my clients spring to mind. Um, down in Cranford and he would have said that he came purely for his mental health. Now the benefits he's got in the last year and a half um, physically and has been great and um, he would say himself he hasn't lost any weight he's toned up like he's lost body fat but it was purely for his own mental health and his own his own head that he joined and he hasn't looked back since. And so obviously you've been professionally educated on it you have a degree in the topic is mental health something that's covered in the education aspect or not yet are we is it too early we're a little bit behind in that aspect um we would have done my course in waterford it we would have done modules in um psychology and physiology but never really there was aspects of mental health touched on um like body dysmorphia and stuff like that was no, it was talked about in our lectures, but never really addressed or there was no um this is this is a template for if someone comes to you with these issues. Um so we're definitely behind on that in Ireland. Um do, do you think it's improving though? Like do you think education like courses are starting to cover it now or yeah, I think people are like it's always been around, but people are definitely more aware of it and people are talking about it a lot more. Um and there is a, like there's loads of courses that you can do and um, like even online courses just to to help with your own knowledge about um, mental health and exercise. And um, I know it's something we talked about with, say, influencers on social media and talking about their own mental health. But um, it definitely has spread the word a bit as well. Yeah. 100 percent um yeah no i i think my attitude towards influencers has changed over time uh not ma- not hugely yeah but slowly exactly 
Um, and just for people who are not aware, um, so obviously you're a personal trainer. Um, I, I don't know if that even is, am I right in saying you are classified as a personal trainer? Yeah, I have my degree, so I'm a personal trainer um, um, and I'm a group fitness instructor. But the degree I got from Waterford is I'm actually an exercise and health specialist. Okay. Um, so we would have touched on loads of different modules and um, gained a lot of experience in not just exercise, but the body's relationship to exercise and um, your health more so than exercise. Um, so, yeah, I like the course I did was phenomenal so it has given me a massive baseline um, and grounding for to work with individuals who have a load of different issues such as now obviously not personally but just an array in general yeah just like like I said like that one client um down in uh he's for that reason like he came to talk he he started with us um for his mental health and has you know just his confidence has just improved so much um and like everyone that comes to the gym always wants to you know lose a few pounds or to lose um body fat um and sometimes they can get a little bit disheartened when they don't actually see the results when the scale's going down and like I always ask my clients I'm like well how do you feel since you started and one girl, especially before Christmas, we had this exact conversation. Um, she had been with us six weeks doing three classes a week and hadn't lost any weight, was still X amount on the scales. And I said, well, how do you feel? Like, you know, and you kind of stop yourself and you're like, God, I'm doing something wrong. Um, like, why isn't this person, you know, achieving their goals that they've set out to do when they are working really hard? And I can see they're working hard. And she said, oh, I'm feeling so much better. Like my clothes are fitting me better. And like, I just feel so much better in myself. My head feels so much better. And I was like, well, then what is the issue? <laughs> I literally said, I was like, what is the issue? Like, you're telling me that you're feeling better. You're looking better. Your clothes are fitting you better. But people are just obsessed with this number on a scale that, that they think it's a goal, but it's actually not to get down to like, whatever way that they mm. think that they'll be happier so is a role of the personal trainer sometimes to like change goal setting essentially to make it more realistic or or like to change how people quantify it exactly so like when a person or say a client comes into us um in the gym or comes into me in the gym and you know you have a chat about their goals so i'd always ask kind of what their short-term goals are and what their long-term goals are in short-term goals are always to lose weight like everyone wants that which is perfectly grand like it's it's you know um and then the long-term goals would might be a little bit different maybe they want to run a marathon in two or three years maybe they want to um maybe they want to have kids and they're overweight at the moment so they're they're finding it hard to conceive um so when you know you sit down you have a chat with about him like right well realistically how many classes or how many times a week are you going to exercise and they could say two or three or some might say five like well is it realistic like can you look at your situation at the moment and say you can give up five hours every single week to exercise and some people say yeah of course and then others are like oh no it's actually not achievable 
are like coming into morning classes or coming in evening classes with between like work or you know home life if they have kids if like if they participate in sport if they you know meet up with their friends for coffee every Monday like how does it's trying to make them realize how exercise is able to fit into their lives without drastically changing it um because especially in blue zone it's all about it's the longevity and it's the sustainability of it like you're doing it you're not just going to do exercise for six months you want to continue to do it for the rest of your life that's how you're going to be happier and healthier yeah so your short-term goals are never they're more aimed towards the long-term goals if that makes sense like they build on them as opposed to just being get the short-term goals and then leave that makes yeah. Sense. yeah like you, you i would do my job wrong if someone left after four weeks <laughs> And um, obviously, this isn't a personal reflection on you, on you. But do you ever do? Do you ever have clients who basically don't meet their goals and they don't come back? Um, and if so, if that's the case, like, what is the most common factor that would help you predict that? If that makes sense. Like, what's the, the general reason why that happens to people? Um, from my experience, it would have to be that like people saying that they want to get down to uh say if just for example like that I want to get down to 10 stone and I'm giving myself four weeks to get down to 10 stone and I'm 12 and a half at the moment like if after four weeks and I've went to five or six classes a week and I haven't got down to that stone like that's when people will leave because they haven't seen any benefits they haven't given their body a chance to see those benefits and then you have to make people realize that you're coming to four classes a week that's brilliant like four hours is 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 good but four hours out of your entire week is not enough um but like you have to put in more effort then or more work sorry not more effort <laughs> you have to put in more work than um than just being here like if if for example, that your goal is to lose body fat. You have to look at what you're doing for the other 23 hours in the day rather than just the one hour that you're in the gym. Yeah. And that that's the, would be the main, the most common thing that I would see people um, that would, you know, they haven't reached their short-term goals in a short enough period of time because they just expect it to, to happen straight away because the internet and like the social media has, sold these amazing weight loss products that uh, you're going to be skinny in two weeks or three weeks by eating these shakes or drinking these shakes or by doing this ab exercise you're going to lose all the body fat off your stomach and it's really frustrating <laughs> as uh, as a pt to, to to look at these advertisements out there and then to have people come into gym and it's just the lack of knowledge and lack of awareness um but that's how some people make their money as well yeah it's kind of it's not the situation that the knowledge there's not knowledge out there it's nearly that there's too much knowledge in a way in regards to fitness and nutrition yeah yeah there probably is too much knowledge and it's well we won't say knowledge we'll say information sorry yeah that's probably better just there's, there's too much information yeah. and then what you have to get people to realize as well is that everyone is different like my sister could go to the gym and she could go five days a week for six months and not lose one inch 
and then I could go to the gym for six months again do the exact same thing she's doing and I could lose like half a stone in six months yeah um and it's it, like it there's so much things that like um affect you know your body and this, I know sorry we're talking about weight loss a lot but um believe in like your mental health so like you know if 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 you do think you're after having a really good day and I see it in gym all the time um where you know they come in and the clients are like I'm after having a really really good week like I've been so good at what I've been eating I've been so good at what I've been drinking I've been exercising going for walks every day and then like that they get up on the scales and it's just their mind shifts to what is going wrong like why haven't lost anything why Anya how do you approach that so like that idea of failing to meet your goals even if they were realistic and they fail like what's your responses to PT in that situation trying to get people to see the benefits and the results that they have achieved without knowing so in the in in blue zone what we do is we would take body measurements and so every four weeks my clients would come back and we take their body measurements around their arms, their waist, their chest. If that's what people's goals are, like, again, people have different goals and um, maybe they want to build muscle or for a few in particular, it's just about their mental health and just about feeling healthier and happier. So for some clients, I wouldn't take their measurements at all. It very much depends on the person. And then I have some of my clients that don't know what their numbers are at all because past experiences have know that they have I don't want to see everyone to say feel bad about themselves but they have been disappointed with the effort that they put in not seeing any results um so like that and even if it's half a centimeter even if it's like point a millimeter that you know there is a difference and what I really try hammer home to people is it's that feeling is how do you feel since you started with us like how how has your sleeping been how has your eating been how has your relationships been with you know your family and friends at home um, and it's that social interaction that I would kind of hammer home with people more so than their their weight loss goals or whatever um, kind of goals that they have achieved mm. or they haven't achieved even. Um, so I would I would try to make people more aware of how they feel rather than what they look like. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then my, the main reason why I wanted to have you on on you was because, you know, like from my perspective, I can read and read and read about theories about motivation, but I'm personally interested because you're obviously in an environment where you have to apply motivation every day. You will have lo- obviously lots of clients who are motivated. They don't want to go to the gym. They want to take a break or whatever. So what's your method for keeping people motivated? Firstly, to motivate them starting off and then to maintain that motivation. How do you work on that? It's a very tricky question um, because I can't motivate anyone. And, and I know that sounds funny because like, and I do when, when they're in the class and, you know, I'm not screaming at them, but, you know, so again, each individual is, is, or each person is so different that if we have say 40 seconds of squats um, someone might be able to do 40 squats in that 40 seconds and someone else might be only able to do three or four and if they're giving me a hundred percent of what they can do and that's only three or four that's amazing um, so I would always try to encourage people to be pushed to their limits but 
as far as actually giving people motivation um you can't you have to find it from within you have to you have to keep thinking about what is your why why are you here why are you doing this um is it for your head is it are you getting married in six months are do you, are you starting championship in three months and you're doing your pre-season is it um you know is are you i don't even know but it's um you have to you have to have a why and when your motivation is low like that like this evening or today now it's rain outside and i know when i go to work this evening that there there's will be some women who and some men who like god i really didn't want to come here today i'm like well why did you so <laughs> to answer your question <laughs> i do give encouragement and i do push people to their limits but motivation i can't really say i motivate anyone um, people get motivated for different reasons and it's easy to stay motivated when you're seeing results yeah um, and it's when you when it's the first kind of like four or five weeks when you haven't seen any results yet and that's when you have to hammer home like what is your why why are you here are you enjoying it how are you feeling and then it's when it's just like getting into a routine about things as well like that's when your motivation is is there um oh yeah <laughs> i didn't really answer your question sorry yeah like you're, you're kind of saying that it's like internal motivation like external motivation will only get you so far like the results and like somebody shouting at you like you said but it's the internal motivation it's the why that will kind of push you on um yeah i i i think that's very did you i think that's very good advice um do you did you cover that again in your degree motivation or was it kind of just more the biological aspect of exercise and I think it's something that you either have or you haven't got like as a person when you're working with people like like I have to find my own motivation like not to go to work but when you're in work to be you know as high energy as you can because people read off other people's energy and they, they bounce off other people's energy so yeah. if I'm sitting down and, you know, saying great work, yeah, keep going at that. Everyone else's energy is going to be low because my energy is low. So I suppose you are kind of motivating people with that as well. Um, but it's definitely something that is learned. Um, like straight out of college, I wouldn't have been able to be as confident, I suppose, or as um, high energy. But the longer the more people you work with, like, and the massive diverse group that you do get to work with, the, the better you become at motivating people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and we would have learned a bit, like from sport is where I would have learned a lot of, um, like is where, like is where I would have, excuse me, is where I would have learned a lot about motivation and um, working with different sports psychologists as well. Um, and that why, was so impactful for me um, when we first started working with sports psychologists. So I've just brought that in from my own experience into the gym. Mm. Um, and it definitely helps. And again, it, it won't help. It might help 99% of our clients. It won't help everyone. Because yeah. um, some people, you know, they, they're not into, <laughs> into some things. Um, and you really have to trust what you're doing. And that's hard as well. Yeah. I just keep saying, trust the process keep going trust the process and mm. and it's hard to trust the process but yeah you have your goals 
Um, yeah, you've actually tr transitioned perfectly for me because I was going to ask next. So um, both you personally and obviously you probably work with athletes too. Um, how is the relationship with the gym different for an athlete compared to a non-athlete? What do you say? <laughs> um, I suppose it's like for overall strength, everyone needs to be doing resistance training. Like no matter what age you are from. What's resistance training? Oh, so weight training. Um, so your body needs that resistance of the weights. So kind of two or three weight classes every single week is Why? what. Um, it's for, you know, just keep your muscles strong and your bones strong. Um, so your bone density starts decreasing. I think it's actually after the age of like 25 or something, especially for women. Um, so the more weight training and resistance training that you're doing, from a younger age and the whole way through your life, the more dense your bones will stay, the more stronger you, like your muscles will be. Um, I always use the example of my granddad who was 98 um, when he passed away. And it was only, I'd say the last two or three years of his life that he needed help to get in and out of the chair, or the car or something. Yeah. Um, because he was so active his whole life. We live on a farm, so he would be up and down carrying buckets everywhere to like feeding all the animals um, and he never stopped so he never his muscles were always so strong and like they weren't massive he was a very lean man but his like muscles were so strong him um, is that endurance in his muscles that he was able to have the power at 95 to stand up out of a chair by himself um, and for me growing up and watching him um, it was, it was probably one of the biggest factors in my life to to get into the job I do and to work with um, to work with people because I know I've seen firsthand the benefits of weight training and resistance training into older adults um, or into the population of older adults. So, um, yeah, so that's why we the general population needed athletes and like to that, especially like field athletes or. Um, well, any athletes really like they need the power in their muscles. They need that the quick um like twitch fiber muscles to be working for you know their sprints or um they need to be able, especially the way that GA has gone. You need to be able to take a shoulder and to not be winded. You need to be able to keep running and to be able to run like it's gone. Um, especially like well, GA is my sport side, so I'll, I'll talk about that a bit. That um. It has changed so much that I know my father would always say, like, it wasn't a hamstring uh, when I was playing football. Now everyone suffers with their hamstrings. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like they just didn't have the fitness level that we have now um, because the training, the field training and the gym training that athletes are doing is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. Like me personally, we're doing um, three pitch sessions and three gym sessions a week. And that's just with um, one kind of, it's sport and uh, that's just Wake County and then you have club football and club camogie that I play as well and trying to fit in all those pitch sessions around everything um, yeah. but yes yeah, so for athletes sorry to get back to your question athletes would need a, like just a little bit more to it's, it's just improve performance um, and the baseline of what you need is a strong core like if you have a strong core it's, can you, it helps everything can you overdo it yeah, um, you can completely overdo it. Um, 
I say to like people in the gym or to my clients in the gym all the time, if your body is tired, you need to listen to it and take the day off. Um, or take your rest day or go for like an active walk or go for a swim and just stretch in the pool or do like you just need to actually listen to your body Um, I'm not always great at that uh, like taking my own advice Um, but you need the like the active rest and recover is so important and I know what's gone big nowadays is those massage guns and you know that you see everyone has those recovery rooms at the moment but if your nutrition and your sleep is not right the rest of it is just waste of money yeah okay so let, let's move in then on you know, just a few more questions into uh nutrition because um for anybody who doesn't know blue zone is actually a great page to follow on social media they're very very active um and have very good content um one thing i constantly see with blue zone is speaking briefly about nutrition um so what advice i know this is a broad question what nutritional advice do you recommend recommend for who <laughs> uh, yeah i suppose that's the question okay we'll start with um we'll start with general public let's say maybe like young adults we'll say 18 to 30 um just go into the gym to remain fit let's say yes just for <laughs> Is it, you're giving me all these hard questions <laughs> um like again everyone is so different but uh, I think it's so important to actually understand what you're eating and why you're eating it. Um, especially like young adults, and I'm going to use the male population as an example, and I'm really sorry to stereotype, but um, they see, again, everyone on Instagram and they're taking their supplements or they're drinking their protein powder and everything. But my personal opinion is eat it. Like, um, you, need, you need your carbohydrates you need your fats and you need your protein um, and yeah <laughs> it's hard like I'd never say like a baseline or anything like that Um, I would have done lots of modules um, in college around nutrition and I would talk to my clients about nutrition but uh, I'm not a qualified nutritionist we do have like Cormac is our qualified nutritionist and we have Sinead who is um, a qualified dietitian that works in the blue zone nutrition clinic and they would have much more better and proper information than i would good good answer no i i, I i'm happy you said that it's a pet peeve of mine um people giving out especially nutrition advice because the damage that you could do to someone's relationship with food is is phenomenal so i would just say don't cut out any <laughs> macros. So get your carbs in, get your fats in, get your proteins in. Okay, perfect. Um, and then last question, um, Anya, I don't know if you're able to answer this. Don't be afraid to say no if you can't. Um, obviously, most of our listeners, parents, teachers, um, young children growing up, um, exercise, I think, isn't badly covered in schools. You can disagree with me on that um like i think most children like pe but i'm referring now to the children who don't like pe uh let's say maybe children who don't want to exercise they don't have a good relationship with exercise um what would be your advice there and um, i would just say try try it like try everything and um, people have 
kind of narrowed down exercise to a sport um, which is what I would have always associated exercise with would have been my sport um, but exercise and physical activity is so much more than running laps of the field or running after football or um, even swimming lengths in a swim pool like it's it's just running, it's jogging, it's swimming, it's taekwondo, it's yoga, it's pilates, it's, it's weightlifting. It can be literally anything. Um, so what I would try to encourage kids and parents, especially of kids to do, would be to make sure that they're, well, one hour in fresh air for at least one hour every single day. Um, and find something that works for you and works for them. Um, I'm not saying other parents have to go and, know drag your kids four hours of across the country to to do a specific class or anything but um try to break down that exercise kind of bubble into physical activity and try to implement it into your their daily lives rather than okay well now we have to go and exercise or now we have to go and get fit it should just be um we'll wake up and we're going to go for a walk every morning for school and kids are so they're resilient but they're you know if they see parents doing it they will automatically do it and yeah. um, where we are in Tullow where I work in Blue Zone there's a walking track around the GA field and every single morning there is a mother and a daughter who is could only be 10 years old and she walks around the pitch every single morning before school um, and I'm I admire her so much. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has to do that because it doesn't fit into everyone's work schedule or work lives at all, or lives in general. But for that young girl, like she is growing up and not knowing any different to exercise rather than this is something I do every morning. Mm. And it's, it's, it's just so important that kids do have that. Um, do have that. Do, do you think um, education around exercise could be better do you think ireland are covering it okay oh no it's <laughs> it's shocking <laughs> um <laughs> like it has gone better like since i was in school um like when especially primary school like we all kicked aside into the yard and played for you know you're breaking your lunch which is great Um, again there was no kind of definition between like break times and exercise it was just you that's how you play it that's how kids play yeah um Whereas, and especially like where we, I live in the country is you got home from school, might not have done our homework, we might have just been outside playing. But again, we were playing, so we were exercising and we just didn't know we were because we were outside playing. Um, but how, how would you improve the education? Oh, <laughs> um, I'd ne- I, I know, <laughs> I don't know how I would. Um, like the, the it would have to be implemented in primary schools and then implemented in secondary schools. Um, but there needs to be. Um, the, the, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know it's a difficult one. I, I agree with you, but it's just about the the how. Like, do you think there should be more like theory around it, more like language, like? basically explaining more about like exercise science for example obviously in a simple way for children but yeah it could work but i think talking about it never really does any actions yeah um like there's the healthy ireland framework and um, that they 
we would have learned about it in college. It was like 2017, and I think they put out one last year as well, 2021 maybe. Um, and like, there's some great piece of advice in in that that you just get the kids out, just get them out. We're like, whether that's every um kind of like 40 minutes and just get everyone to stretch or a couple of like high knees. I'm not saying it has to be like a military camp <laughs> that everyone has to do it, but just something that just it's just moving. get kids moving yeah. yeah like i think that's and i don't know what that is but yeah because uh, yeah you know you see like when i started when i started asking that question you see it's very easy to think back to your childhood and say oh yeah like you said like oh you'd be out loads or you'd be doing lots of exercise but the problem is that doesn't account for the child as i mentioned who doesn't like exercise they're the ones that are often left behind and that's obviously going to be detrimental to their health um maybe as well variety could be interesting like variety of sports like you said like find the sport for you or the exercise for you that isn't exercise it's just doing that sport um yeah that, that that's an interesting having like a fun trying exercise weeks or months in school whereas like and again i know the teachers are kind of limited on their time so we've got like the hse or whoever like getting someone to literally go into the schools twice a week three times a week and doing okay today we're going to do yoga tomorrow we're going to do weightlifting the next day we're going to do anything like yeah. maybe it's getting them to try out this exercise like that um yeah because you can't expect everything on the teacher as well because they have a responsibility that like if a teacher has no background in yoga for example they can't be teaching yoga like that's dangerous um yeah that's interesting um Sorry, this is a conversation where we're going off topic, but uh, I, I, I do I do think it's important to acknowledge because um, as we mentioned, there will be there's always one or two children that are kind of left behind. I remember as well um, when I used to work in a summer camp, there was children who hated exercise or any or most sport like didn't like playing like soccer or whatever. And I remember we used to play rounders. And it wasn't that they liked rounders specifically. I think they were just extremely competitive and they could compete it's not just about being competitive but they were competitive and they could contribute and that made them enjoy rounders then um so i think there's more factors other than just enjoying it like that you can get around um yeah i think so especially with kids like and i know like there's lots of different things like say even with ga there's go games so that competition element is taken out but i think kids need that competition element Uh, like you know, you have to learn that there's a winner and a loser. Like you can't always get what you want in life. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think, not to make things competitive, but you do need that competitiveness. I see in the gym all the time. And even though, um, like the first thing I would say to new clients is no one is looking up or down at you. Like you're just going on and we're squatting for 40 seconds. You're, you'll see people and they're not as inclined to stop if there's someone else doing it with them um, yeah. and they might be tired or you know they'll take a couple of seconds and they'll go again but it is that like I think it's only natural like we, everyone has a competition element in the back of their heads mm. um, and I think it's important I agree um, I definitely have it but I might have it a little bit too much of it <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's perfect to end it there um, Anya I just want to say thank you so much for coming on uh giving up your time because i know you're extremely busy too 
um, for anybody who wants to get in contact with Anya, they can actually get in contact through Blue Zone or they can also get in contact through us. Um, are you on Twitter, Instagram, Anya, just for people to know? Yeah, um, so Twitter, you can just go with Blue Zone Fitness and Instagram, it's Cormark underscore Blue Zone Fitness or I have an Instagram page, it's Anya underscore Blue Zone Fitness. Is that? Perfect. Uh, anything else you want to add or is that written? Uh, no, I think that's everything. Just move your body <laughs> and enjoy it. Thank you.